Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, hello and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stony. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to another rousing week of thanks for coming. The most magically gay podcast. We are back, back, back again to bring you all the breaking tea surrounding RuPaul's Drag Race. Some super celebrities were revealed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so much going on. Uh, I'm just so giggly right now. Ooh. I mean, let's just initial reaction what did you guys think of super celebrity let's tease them for the week's podcast later oh gosh well it was something yeah to to quote trinity the tuck taylor where are the celebrities i mean no shade we'll get into it on the other podcast but i wasn't sure who these queens were Reynolds cracking me up. He's being so vocal today. <laughs> Reynolds! <laughs> this dog is so dumb. Stop it! I, I feel like he's trying to shade the super celebrity show from afar. <laughs> he I, is. I felt like, I don't know, it was like, where are the celebrities? And I just he- keep hearing Jada saying, look over there. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing's over there, so I don't know. That's yeah. it. That's something. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So so stay tuned. Uh on Thursday we're going to release um after after seeing the show we decided to release a mini episode <laughs> about drag race uh celebrity. Yeah, read into that how you will. We don't need a whole hour. Yeah. <laughs> we could have a really quick one five minute podcast for you, but you know, we're gonna try and flesh it out to maybe twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> bonus tea <laughs> yes girl so uh so that's your teasing come join us on thursday we'll have a nice little pre-game for you guys for your thirsty thursday Ooh, i like that but yeah i guess for me it's been a lot of just more quarantine there's not too much to update you guys on yeah, same here. Business as usual. Um, check out thanksforcomingpodcast.com, y'all. We're trying to not be a complete waste of space when we're not working and do some fun things for you on the website. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of the news. Um, I haven't watched the uh, HBO show We're Here yet, but we've had some you know people asking about it. So I, oh, I will yeah. try and watch that to, to talk to you guys about it. Maybe we'll just quickly mention it or you can find us on twitter yeah that's definitely on our list of um shows to watch listeners we'll be tuning into that very soon yes all right well i guess that's kind of like the roundup so i mean pretty uneventful hope you guys are all staying healthy oh i guess one thing we could say is just you know it's just in light of what's been happening the last week or two i don't think it's anybody in our audience but let's just not send hate to the queens if possible like you can still not like whoever you don't like but like you can keep that to yourself or maybe text your friends about it not the whole world needs to know yeah let's have some class um you know what you're doing stop it it's not cool very tasteless you can still have like the queens that like aren't your faves and not be like a total dick so just like yeah be nice like okay i get it like not every queen is gonna be your fave but that doesn't mean you have to like shit all over them so this is friendly (laughs) competition friendly yeah and just remember that it's not cute to uh be mean to the queens online and it's especially not cute to be rude to the queens of of color online so like not a good look sis yeah use common sense it's somewhere deep down girl just keep reaching yeah and that's all i have to say about that that's on period (laughs) yes all right let's start the show you guys Hey everyone, we are back, back, back again. Time to get into some honest tea. This week we will be discussing episode 9 of RuPaul's Drag Race, season 12, and we're, I guess, halfway through? (laughs) Yeah, I was just um, secretly rejoicing over here. Um, I named the episode file correctly. It's reached the point in Drag Race where I'm like, is this episode air 9? Which 
what do I, what did we save it as last week? I don't know what to save this file as. <laughs> so yeah. I got it right. Yay. Yes. Maybe we can give him like an extra point in the fantasy league. Ooh. No. <laughs> oh, come on. I tried. Y'all heard that. <laughs> rolls are rolls, America. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, uh, so shady already. But um, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into it. Of course, at the top of the competition, Miss Jan has left the competition and she is now feeling her jantasy somewhere else. Yeah, the energy in the room is definitely um, noticeably lower. Like it's turned down to, I think, a strong 30 right now that Jan is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jan's already on Twitter, like campaigning for the next All Stars, which I mean, who could have guessed? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. I mean, you can tell she's going to be missed. The Queen's kind of share a moment where they're like, oh, she was just so happy every day and we just don't understand how. <laughs> Well, even afterwards, like I've seen her on, um, I can't remember if it was on the exchange rate or on Bob's Insta Live, but like I've just been watching a lot of like her Jansport interviews. And I think she said she watched like watching the season back. She can see like what the judges were saying about her being a little too much. Yeah. And I've, um, I think I've seen similar interviews and seen Jan say that as well recently. And, you know, that's signs of a great performer. She sees the notes and having that visual of the show just kind of thrown in your face and you're seeing the judging panel all over again and seeing from the viewer's perspective how you were on the show. I'm sure it all clicked for Jan. Definitely. So I'm excited to see where she takes this from here. She talked about releasing music, maybe all stars in the future. So she's not done. You know, she's loved. Everyone loves her. You don't really love me. Uh. (laughs) You know, I actually do like Jansport now. I know I was really like, I was sipping on my haterade at the beginning, but she did grow on me. Uh, Jackie Cox has really grown on me a lot. Uh, Sherry Pie has not, but <laughs> whatever. Hey, TFC stands corrected when need be. <laughs> yeah, I'm not afraid to admit it. You know, my initial reactions were were not the best for those two, but now I'm on board, so we made it. Yeah, yes. Jan, definitely. I I fell in love with Jan. I'm not like I don't know if you watched or listened to our preseason uh, podcast. We were all kind of over Jan before it even began. The Meet the Queens <laughs> episode. Yeah. So I don't know. She she wasn't as annoying as what I thought she would be. Yeah. <laughs> So, consolation prize there. (laughs) Um, So, so it's the next day in the workroom. They're all around the table, and Sherry is just being a massive bitch to Widow. (laughs) Yeah, she's just like, I don't know. She's, I felt like she was just going in a little bit more than she needed to. It was like uncomfortable, like just to see like her like twisting and like manipulating to bring Widow down, basically because. What Widow said was, oh, five of the queens that were in the first premiere are still here. She didn't say, oh, we're the fucking tops of this this entire competition. Right. And Sherry was the one that asserted herself into the conversation to say, oh, well, you were in the bottom last week. It's like, well, bitch, so were you. And you're also not going to win. So fuck out of here. Some of that um, Allison Mossy energy pushing through. For real. Yeah, oh, sh- I was here. Like, I was just like, I was telling Jamal, I was like, is Sherry like finally like showing her true colors right now? Yeah, he did say that. You did say that. We uh, we don't even really see that much of Sherry Pie, and the little I do see just annoys the fuck out of me. So I'm really happy that she's not in this season anymore. Because if I'd have seen more Sherry Pie, I would have probably hated the season. She's like um, clicking the strike through button in Google Docs. Yeah. Cross that bitch out. For real. All right. Anyways, moving past that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We move on to the mini challenge. And for this mini challenge, they have to get into quick cat drag to sell some kitty litter. This is hilarious. I'm not a cat person. No offense. I just have allergies. I can only live with the cat (laughs) if there's like no carpet 
around anywhere. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought this was a fun challenge because, again, this is random as fuck. And what will the queens do with this? Yeah, this was yeah. really <laughs> weird. Like, was this like some weird like cats cross promotion that failed or something? No, see, this was a random sponsor of the show. And Rue was like, I don't know what we're going to do with this money, but make a challenge or something out of this shit. And this is what they came up with. Yeah. If you don't make a challenge out of this, I'm going to have to spend twice my time fracking the land. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm so old and so tired. I've got enough jobs, okay? <laughs> but yeah, that I, I wrote that this was bizarre. Like, the first watch through of this challenge, I was like, what is happening? My favorite, though, I think, like, honestly, and I honestly, I'm becoming kind of a crystal stain at this point, but I just loved her grumpy cat. Now she just like knocked over the vase and she was just like, like, <laughs> I have so many like followers or viewers on my, my YouTube channel. My sleeping videos specifically. <laughs> I have five million viewers on my sleeping videos. Yeah. I it's loved like, it so much. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, I thought, honestly, I don't I don't think... J- Jackie did a good job, but I don't think she should have won the mini challenge. Um, I think that Jada should have won the mini challenge. Jada was funny. I agree with that. I would say um, if um, Jackie did not win, she was funny. I did laugh at Jackie, but I felt like it got repetitive really quickly. But I do think that Crystal or Jada probably should have been the winner for me. Yeah, those are my two faves, probably Jada and Crystal. Yeah, I was. Yeah, when when she won the mini challenge, and then we found out like her life story, I was like, "Ooh, this is the kiss of death, honey." But we'll get into that later. <laughs> he- Heidi's was like really fucking weird. Like I don't know. Heidi's was, just so like, quirky. I don't even know. And Widow like chasing the the laser. <laughs> Yo, Widow was giving us full method actress, okay? She was rolling around with that barn of yarn. Um, I did appreciate Gigi's, like, snootiness. She's like, oh, look, an unfinished garment. Like, (laughs) yeah. Oh, no, I'm tangled. I mean, could you imagine some, like, house cat in Carmel somewhere is like, don't give me string to play with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You (laughs) cheap-ass human. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. It was weird, but it was really funny. Uh, Gigi was wearing like uh, her face kini, stealing her outfit from Crystal from Drag Race UK. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Oh, yeah. I could I see like, that. Girl, I clocked you. <laughs> That's why you're the host. Yes, girl. All right, well, Jackie wins. I think Jada should have won, but you know what? We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Stan. <laughs> so for the main challenge, the girls will be speaking at Choices 2020, the most fabulous presidential debate. Let's. I hope that Tatiana is getting a check for this because Choices has taken off in the cu- in the culture. Yeah, I'm kind of like pissed that Tatiana wasn't in this. Also, is this the first time they've done this since season four? Like, have done like a presidential challenge? I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. I was thinking it was actually. So I went back and watched the season four one just because. And For I, research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was everything I remembered. I remembered like loving Sharon Needles in it because she was just amazing, like dominatrix queen in it. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Everyone should go back and watch that if you want to have like a reference. <laughs> yeah. Phoebe yeah. O'Hara was low key annoying, but she, she stood out. So it worked to her advantage. We, uh, Fifi and Widow were very much like same energy. Yeah, yes, yes, they were. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Sharon was great in that challenge. (laughs) We stand Sharon I think that was when I became like a Sharon like super fan was that challenge actually. (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah. Well, we just weren't expecting it. Yeah, out of her (laughs) on the presidential uh, challenge, not really. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I know people give her a lot of shit now. People, she's really, I don't know, she's very polarizing as a queen. (laughs) Yeah, that's the correct assessment. Yeah, and I'll leave it at that because you guys can have whatever opinions you want. Yes. So Rue comes into the work room and brings her political advisor, Raven. Hey, Raven, looking super snatched in her patriotic colors. Yeah. 
And damn, Raven was like as tall as hell. Like I don't remember her being so fucking tall. Like <laughs> what the hell. Well, she wasn't wearing her biscuit baskets. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the biscuit baskets. I knew she was gonna get on Widow's case about them them boat shoes. Yeah. Them mini really mouse liked- ass heels. <laughs> I really liked Raven's wig, like the sort of like mod, like the really crop bang. Yeah, it was very like pin up um, suicide girls energy. Yeah, she looked good. I was like, all right. And she was really funny in the in the table visits. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you watch fashion photo review with um, Raven and Raja, Raven's really funny. She's always really shady, of course. So she brought a little bit of that. But you can tell she lightened it up a bit for Drag Race. But hilarious i love raven i thought it was really funny when raven and rue basically gave like heidi her whole campaign (laughs) i know just feeding the ideas to the queens i know well heidi's just so like excited to write down all these ideas it's hilarious or is this a skill like is this a superpower (laughs) of heidi's like talk to me and then you're gonna just talk to me in a way where you just give me ideas well heidi's just playing the game correctly like she's taking the advice that's what you're supposed to be doing yes that's exactly right i feel like part of it's her personality too she just draws people in so Mm -hmm. people have like a lot of like opinions about her super so they're just like oh i'm gonna like tell you all these cool things you could do yeah because it's fucking heidi (laughs) yeah and and she did try and help crystal too what's the crystal method Mm -hmm. and i was like crystal did great in the challenge but i was kind of mad she didn't run with that suggestion a little bit i know i was actually thinking that too i'm like crystal you could have like went out there with like fucking charts and been like this is the crystal (laughs) method step one of the crystal method (laughs) yeah but she didn't do it yeah she kind of blocked herself there that was a missed opportunity and she did well but maybe if she would have followed rue's suggestions she could have won the challenge yeah totally agree so uh Yeah, so I guess let's get into talking about the debate. First of all, we have Michelle Visage as the uh, on-scene reporter in downtown Tuckahoe. (laughs) Where was Michelle? Was she getting some work done or was she on assignment across the ocean? Or was she on like Celebrity Big Brother 5 or something? (laughs) Ireland's got talent. She has a show coming out on BBC in England about like a reality show about her and her family so maybe it had something to do with that yeah i think it was a scheduling conflict and i do think she was overseas i'm still like confused how like michelle is like this giant like celebrity in the uk or something well this is like kelly (laughs) Rowland and beyonce like kelly Rowland is huge in europe but over here it's like oh it's kelly it's just weird because she's like (laughs) on like i stand kelly don't don't take me wrong not that Like, I love Michelle, but it's just like she's on like their, uh, the dancing, like the celebrity dancing show that they have over there. And then she's like on like Celebrity Big Brother, which is a big deal in the UK. Now, keep in mind, some of that might be by design because she, we know that Michelle loves all things UK. So she might have actively worked to get jobs over there. So she might just be taking advantage of those opportunities. Well, and like, I've always heard that like she was a big reason that they did, cele- or that they did Drag Race UK was because of her it wasn't necessarily because of rue oh i'm sure michelle had a huge hand in that it's just weird to me i could totally see that maybe she's worried because um we're now in season 12 uh merle lasted uh two <laughs> seasons and she's done she's she's at uh so that she would be 10 seasons so she's maybe like oh rue's gonna bring in rachel bloom to replace me or maybe she just wants to get into the uk more regularly for those drag race tours i mean she better watch out because i actually like this rachel bitch so yeah <laughs> it's rachel bitch <laughs> dun, 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 dun. michelle i will never leave you uh i'm kind of i could go <laughs> I like her, but I I will say I did like Rachel though. I I was telling Jamal I'm kind of a Rachel stan. I really enjoyed her. Yeah, she was, I enjoyed her too on the show. She was fun. I have no idea who she is, so maybe she'll be on the Super Secret Celebrity next episode. Episode two. <laughs> I mean, uh... at least I would know who it is, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
but she was good. Yeah, I really liked her energy she brought. She was really fun and was a good like right man uh to to um to Rue. Mm-hmm. And I think she was critical but nice about it at the same time and she didn't make off the wall like <laughs> accusations of the queens to make them completely change their drag style. So That's true. And I she, don't know. She like She's anchored gentle. Jeff Goldblum too who I didn't realize cannot like speak complete sentences or something. <laughs> yeah, he's really out there, but um, <laughs> I was I was I was enjoying his like sort of brand of uh, comedy. I I didn't know if he was like if that's who he was or if he had like a really good edible, allegedly. Could be both. <laughs> it could be both. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed him. I just I didn't realize that was his personality. Like he seemed very out of it a lot of times. <laughs> Yeah, but also with it, too. He had a lot of good comments. Like, he was calling Crystal L. DeBarge. Yeah, and he's just a very handsome man. Yeah. He's aged very well. Yeah. Yeah, so in the debate, let's get into it. So, like we said, we had uh, Jeff Goldblum uh, and Rachel Bloom and Judy Bloom. Oh, wait. Our good Judy wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Literary jokes. (laughs) the librarians are loving it right now yeah the library's (laughs) open and now it's shut again (laughs) because you can't laugh in the library silent library yeah yeah sexy broccoli's back when will we not ever get sexy broccoli yeah i think that's a staple now i don't know if if i was um if i was dolly sin i would be thanking my lucky stars because when this goes into syndication she's gonna be getting a check for every episode she's in (laughs) (laughs) that's right yeah nice (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, who did you guys think did really well in this challenge? I mean, obviously Jada, right? Jada did surprise us. Jada kind of showed up to play this episode. Right when we were kind of discussing, oh, is she just resting on pretty? She comes out of the box and she gives us a good performance. Yeah, we just yeah. we had that discussion, and here she comes, and she's like winning the challenge, but. I did think hers was really funny. Um, Obviously, like to me, the best part was when she was, I forget exactly how she said it, but it was like her rebuttal to the rebuttal or whatever. Oh, her uh, retattle to the retittle of the rebuttal. Yeah. 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 That was like pretty much awesome that she did that. <laughs> um, the look that was over, hilarious. Yeah, the look over there part was amazing. That she just <laughs> and I honestly don't know if she just came up with that because I almost felt like she was like I didn't I don't know how to respond and then she was just like look over there. She did say that that was a tactic because she felt like politicians would just kind of do whatever to take away from the attention of whatever topic they're answering on if they couldn't answer it. So that was like a blatant deflection. (laughs) Yeah. She was the one that had me going the most. I think that Heidi did a pretty solid job you know you know in the top but not able to win this one Mm -hmm. Heidi did Heidi showed up for the challenge she did a good job I also I don't know if this is like controversial but I thought Jackie Cox was fucking hilarious (laughs) I didn't mind it it was a little it was a little like bumpy in the beginning just until you figured out what she was doing I mean it didn't take me long to figure it out but I could see where the judges be nitpicky about the direction she went yeah I I actually didn't hate it either. I, maybe it was like you had to be there or something because it didn't seem that repetitive to me. I thought like at the end when he was like, or Jeff Goldblum was like, don't talk about Canada. And then Jackie was like, the Trudeau is like, I thought that was very clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I don't know. They were saying she wasn't, it was like, it was too steady for her and and they weren't surprised by her Canada references. But I think exactly that was the opposite because her whole keeping it steady was Canada, but everything was a different reference. True. Yeah. I don't know. I thought, honestly, I thought she wasn't that bad. I I think I would have put somebody else in the bottom besides her and we can get into that. But yeah, let's keep that later. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I thought it was actually pretty clever and like the idea of her just, constantly having to like say okay i'm not canadian or you know try to skirt around it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah for sure and then of course crystal she was really funny crystal's on her come up um she definitely showed up for the challenge but you know not enough to win but i thought she did a good job i enjoyed her yeah enjoyed her like little like glitter comment like not one of these queens have a speck of glitter on them (laughs) (laughs) yeah so then on on the other side of this some people that didn't do so hot let's say uh 
widow and i thought that she started off good but then fell flat so that was her issue i think because she really had me laughing at the beginning with the hokey pokey (laughs) yeah that wasn't bad i think that's correct she started off strong but then i think she just tried to I don't know, give it more energy than it needed. Like you can tell she was processing what to say and how to say it and making sure that the character would come off a certain way. But the queens trip themselves up when they don't just let the characters breathe and just remember to truly just have fun. Like Raven said this in the workroom, you're not really running for president. So like just take a chill pill and do the assignment. And that's how, you know, you'll succeed. And Widow just kind of blocked herself. Well, and I thought with Widow, I thought she was actually giving like, like after watching the season four, like Sharon Needles, I thought, okay, Widow is actually giving a lot of like Sharon Needles vibes with this like serious tone on her face and like the way she had her hair. But the problem was Widow wasn't making it funny, whereas like Sharon Needles was making jokes and being very serious. Widow just was like being serious, like full, like... Okay, you're a terrorist. Like everyone's like needs to like go beyond the border. Like don't cross the border, whatever. And it's just like it wasn't like a playful defensiveness. Yeah, it was almost just like, wait, are we still? Is this part of the shtick? Or she just needed like lighter content with her serious, like her seriousness, basically. Yes. And what really put the nail in the coffin for her was when she, um, I guess, called Jeff Goldblum uncultured, and then all the queens like just walked all over her so she couldn't even like stay afloat in that situation yeah that was definitely the bombing moment for sure um gay gasp clutch pearls Ooh, <laughs> what'd she say what she had said well i thought that was funny like it would have been like a funny little comment but then all the other girls like they really went and like they were they did the most and that really like overshadowed widow's moment yeah she couldn't overcome that Definitely. And then the other one that was not so good was Gigi. Uh, Not so good. (laughs) Not good. Girl, if you're going to ride this fashion train or like supposed fashion model train to the end, like please start to play with it a little more. Like this dry humor can be pushed. Um, I don't know. Watch more TV. We know you don't follow the news. That's fine. I don't follow it too much either. Um, my goodness. We have to do something different, Gigi. I thought she, at the beginning, she should have went more into, like, the robot aspect. I know that she kind of already did that for Snatch Game, but you know how, like, she was saying, oh, I am, like, a human girl, and then they were questioning that. Like, I feel like she should have, like, played up to that throughout the skit, and, you know, maybe, like, when she went to do the walk or something, like, fell down and, like, started, like... I don't know how malfunctioning. Yeah, malfunctioning yeah. or something. That would have been more more funny if she would have leaned into that more. And also to keep it simple because like after the human girl part, I feel like she didn't need to say anything else but like thank you in a weird way. Like don't explain it further because then you're just making you're taking away from the joke aspect because now you're making me think like past what I already thought was funny and now I'm not sure <laughs> if I like it anymore. And I do appreciate Gigi sharing that she doesn't really like follow the news because it is heavy there's a lot that we don't want to see and hear on a daily basis but i'm one of those people i follow enough and listen to enough to know what's going on so i think maybe that's where Gigi should start so she's not completely in the dark if you know a little bit about what's going on in the world you should be able to knock a challenge like this out of the park pretty easily right definitely and another moment we just have to talk about because this gave me so much life was Jada reading Sherry for only doing old lady impressions. Holy shit. I was oh, like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone had to say it. Like, like finally. <laughs> we were saying the same thing. It was like, she's bringing that Catherine Hepburn bitch back again. Yeah. <laughs> this is and, not Snatch Game anymore. Right. And she's just like, so Sherry's just so one dimensional. And it's just like, it was so hilarious. Uh, Jada was like, I don't know, but I'm sure every challenge it's going to be ducking Fitch. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, Jada, yes. Great queen. (laughs) Also, I think that every debate forward should end with a twerk off to peanut butter featuring Big Frida. (laughs) I love that idea. (laughs) I think that was a great way to end the debate. (laughs) I love that idea. More of that. 
Yes. All right, you guys. Well, I think this is a great place to take a break. You guys can all refill your drinks. Maybe go support the small businesses in downtown Tuckahoe. And (laughs) we'll be back shortly. (laughs) Look over there. (laughs) Huh? I fall for that every time. Get that parking validated. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. I uh, just wanted to quickly apologize for taking so long on that break. Just I was debating whether or not I wanted to continue watching the Celebrity Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get... I can't decide. Uh, it's going to be a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you think you're going to do isn't necessarily what you're going to do. <laughs> Uh, so I'm gonna have to watch three more. Uh, I'm well. I don't know. I'm not sure either. Yeah, girl, we can do it. I don't know. It's gonna be hard, but we can do it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just hope everyone listening appreciates our, our like hard work here because this <laughs> is the most challenging season we've covered yet. <laughs> yeah, this could easily be a Patreon item, but we're not set up yet. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's get into, let's have some fun. Let's get into the second half. And where we are going to start is on the runway. Runway, runway. We're back. Yes. All right. Let's start with Crystal Method. OMG. What did you guys think? I really appreciate Crystal's take on the runway assignments. You never really know what you're going to get from Crystal. So I like a queen that's unpredictable, but I I kind of liked this. It wasn't like my absolute favorite, but I really enjoyed this look by Crystal. I I really liked it. I thought it was, um, you know how Crystal, like in the beginning, she was always like, I love accessories. I just want accessories everywhere all the Mm -hmm. time. Like, that's definitely what she did here, but I thought it was really cute. I loved the jacket over the shoulder, and I just love, like, how she combined all the accessories together to really give it, like, the complete package. So The makeup I, with the hair is great. Yeah, the makeup was awesome. Like, I really loved this. It's a chic look, you know, good job. Yeah, I agree, and I thought the judges who were, like, trying to tell her that it, they didn't get it, like go not get it somewhere else because you guys were wrong i fully agree with that like sometimes you just have to let a fashion moment be a fashion moment not everything deserves a read or a critique right this was a pretty chic outfit i think yeah this is yeah i love it um so let's talk about next gg good what did you guys think was it good Uh, it's a little costumey for me um i appreciate the period pieceness about it but maybe for a different category I liked it. Problem with like Gigi Good is that a lot of her stuff is costumey because you know, and I get it. Like her and her family like make costumes, so of course she's gonna bring a bunch of costume pieces on Drag Race. But to me, it was just like too much. Like it was, I don't want to say Party City because it wasn't like cheap looking. It's just like almost like I'm doing a Revolutionary War reenactment. It was out of place. We can, yeah, yeah, we can agree it was out of place for this category. Yeah. I thought when I first saw her come out, I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, this is stars and stripes. But then, um, you know, after really looking at it, she doesn't have stars or stripes on at all. And it's, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I mean, not really fitting the challenge. Also, I was like, we saw this already. This was like her entrance look, basically, except for now she's not a pirate. You know, she repurposed her hat or something to be this Minuteman. Nice recall. Yep, that yeah, is that is accurate. I feel accurate. like Gigi. I don't know. I'm scared for Gigi because I feel like she peaked too soon. I think she did. We've seen everything we need to see out of Gigi, and not that she's bad, but like we've seen it, girl. Like I, I don't know what else. Like it's hard for me to get like super excited about some of her stuff now. Hey, we're just reading the room. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely been losing steam. So uh, that kind of like. I don't know. I don't want to say like excited me, but I was like, ooh, this like kind of levels the playing field again because, you know, Gigi, she just thought she was, you know, it. She was Miss Thing and, you know, I'm going to win all the challenges from here on out. And 
Like, I was like, girl, <laughs> get a grip. Hey, I appreciate Gigi, like, verbalizing those things, especially in front of all the queens. At least, you know, where the bitch stands and how she thinks of herself. That's an honest, honest queen. But yeah, um, this isn't it, girl. <laughs> no. Uh, what did you guys think of Heidi's little uh, twirler outfit? <laughs> Super cute. Getting, you know, majorette of the South realness. I could see this, you know, maybe she was dancing in one of Beyonce's lemonade moments and those shots. Um, homecoming, excuse me, and the shots of the girls dancing down the street in their majorette outfits. I could totally see Heidi in that. So good job, Queen. Love this red hair as well. Yeah, I, I really liked it as well. I thought it was just like the complete package. Her hair, I thought, really like set this like outfit off, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I thought it was just yeah. really good. Yeah. Love those boots. Definitely. Ooh, any sexy leg moment I'm here for. So there you go, Miss Heidi, serving it. Yeah, this was definitely like one of her best looks, I think. It's just so well constructed and presented and finished and no complaints. <laughs> it's funny too because this challenge is actually the same as the the preseason or the Meet the Queens video, right? Oh. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Wow. Connecting things. Yes. So now let's talk about my favorite look, Jackie Cox. Talk about a statement piece. I I love this because I just like the way it was presented. You know, when you get the drag queens explaining their looks as they come down the runway, this was just spot on and fit exactly what Jackie, how they, how they described it. You know, that's a hijab representing their culture strongly, but also it's an American flag, you know, reworked a little bit, but I can be, you know, Middle Eastern and American and be proud of both and join the two. Why can't I be these things? So I just love the message behind this look and it was gorgeous. Yeah, it was it was gorgeous. The message was amazing. I couldn't help but I was telling Jamal this. There is a um like during this like Trump ban that happened with the, like the Muslims and stuff, there was a painting of this um Muslim girl in like the stars and stripes. Um kind of overlaid yeah overlaid and i just and it was kind of like in the obama like hope art style or you know from his 2008 campaign but i couldn't help but think of that with this and it was just it was really i don't know i love that she like made this statement and came out there like this so i don't know maybe we can like put that article like in the show notes or something i can't i don't want to like discredit it because i I can't think of no that's a good idea as soon as stoney showed me the picture i was like we have to put this on the um the instagram as well so we'll be sure to link the story but yeah she yeah um i don't know i thought it was really awesome that she came out with this definitely yeah i i agree with stoney because that's where my mind went to also because i remember seeing like people were holding like the that poster like of that image of the um the woman in the hijab with the united states colors you know like at the women's march and things like that back after trump got elected and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um but back to jackie i really uh when she first came out like she could have just walked out and said nothing like that was such a powerful image like just to see her dressed in that manner it was just um i was my breath was taken away i can't say like enough like i just thought it was really important and like such a powerful message that jackie you know gave us and and i'll talk about it more in the lip sync time too because i'm not done but um (laughs) (laughs) but i just have like so many great things to say about jackie this week yeah and you know again this is what rupaul's drag race is doing despite any negativity anybody wants to share about the show or rupaul it's messages like these that we can't see anywhere else on tv and this is just such a huge moment absolutely um, so another really strong look, Jada Essence Hall. Yes, Queen, getting um my Compton Incredibles fantasy realized with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is like my favorite look of the night, I think. It's just really fun. It's very like superhero, a little bit extra, but just enough extra. I enjoyed this look. Jada really stepped that pussy up this week. I know. It was like it was like Miss America. Like, I feel like this, this should be Miss America, not the other like shitty version. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like she just came out there and she's like, I'm owning the world. <laughs> yeah. Jado's really good. See, um, what confused me was like something about her outfit just seemed too much. 
and I thought it was like, I'm like, mm, maybe it's like the shoulder pieces. But then I was like, no, I like the shoulder pieces. So then I'm like, well, maybe it's not too much. And yeah. so I just kept like going in circles. I'm like, I can't figure out something just doesn't feel right. But at the same time, it feels so right. That's how I was too. Like immediately when I saw it, I was like, okay, don't get too close. You're going to poke an eye out. And then as, <laughs> and then as she kind of, you know, went down the runway and moved in the piece and whatever, I I was sold. I really enjoyed it. Kind it kind of fits America in a way. Like if you think about it, how America's always like bigger than what we really are. Like we have giant egos and we don't believe anything that anyone says. <laughs> so we're just like coming out here with these giant stars <laughs> on our shoulders. <laughs> yeah. And that was body done right, girl. Yes. Yes. Loved it. Perfect. And I love the little uh, accents in her hair too. The red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. Detail. Yes. All right. So I think this is our last queen to talk about, and that is the Widow Von Du. Yes, Widow coming through with the Black Panther goes to the gala realness. Um, I love this look. I appreciate the message and the statement it made. I thought it was styled appropriately, and I can appreciate the statement piece for obvious reasons, but you know, things like the Black Panthers and Black Lives Matter are severely misunderstood. And this is another message that I thought was important to share on Drag Race, especially coming from Widow, another black queer person. Yeah, I I thought this was really smart of her to do this because, you know, it's stars and stripes. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be, you know, America for a lot of people is like is different based off of who you are really like what your experience is in America. So for like come out here like this, you know, and even Jackie, them too, like they have different experiences. So like for them to come out there with like their version of America. I really appreciated that. So, and I thought this was really awesome. And that is what makes America, America people. Yeah. That's what makes America great. Yes. I think. Yeah. I agree with everything that's been said. Um, Similar to Jackie's look. I thought this was very powerful and I was super here for it. Yeah. I don't know. The widow just looked great as always. I love the big stars. I thought it really helped her, her shape and drag. Cause usually she has like a really, you know, she has them thick thighs that like to rub <laughs> together and harmonize. <laughs> That's right. She gave us a little touch of, um, you know, something a little out of the box for widow. She's giving you, I can do more than just a pretty gown. I'm going to give you a story and some art as well. Definitely. So, I mean, I'm sure um, th- this is another image that will be very powerful to a lot of the viewers of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be in the feeds for a while. Definitely. And I mean, I will say, I don't know if this is just me, but I'm like obsessed with watching Widow paint her face. Like there's just something like about like how neat like how like crisp and neat her lines are like when she has that sort of like tan um on her forehead and then the eyebrows are painted in Uh just like that one little section every time in the workroom when they're getting ready i always just stare at widow's face i'm just like that is like perfect (laughs) one of my favorite youtube pastimes is watching the queens get ready and like looks we've seen on the show and i'm not like a makeup queen at all like the most i do is maybe some powder i haven't done that in years but that's as far as i've ever gone with makeup but i still find these videos enjoyable so you might pick up on some um widow technique if you go check it out definitely i'm gonna be looking for her video for sure all right, so to finish this one out, we have uh, Miss Jada Essence Hall winning the challenge, which is definitely well-deserved. Yes, we stand corrected. Um, Jada came back and snatched our wigs after we, you know, accused her of just being pretty. So good job, Queen. We see you. Yeah, she did She did a really good job. I, I think she deserved it. And I was, like, I'm happy that she won because I think the season is actually, like, kind of interesting because we don't really have like a front runner. I feel like there's a lot of yeah. people up at the top, but it's hard to tell like who's going to win. I, mm-hmm. I guess I don't really know at this point. I agree. Definitely. Which makes it more fun. Cause now that it's not obviously GG, it's going to be interesting. That's right. 100% agree. So the bottom two are Jackie Cox and um, the widow Von Du. And I, no, earlier in the episode, we mentioned that we thought this was the wrong bottom two. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I think Gigi should have been in the bottom because, I don't know, Jackie's, to me, her performance in the challenge was 
solid. It wasn't It was that way bad. better than Gigi's. Gigi didn't really provide much. And also, if you look at the runway looks, Jackie's made such a powerful statement. It was yes. so awesome. And Gigi's was just kind of bland. So it's like, to me, even if you consider Gigi and Jackie to like be even on the challenge, the runway look should have pushed Jackie forward to be safe. Yeah, I agree with Stoney, but I could say that Sherry, it would have been Sherry or Gigi in the bottom for me because Sherry's runway was, you know, a little basic too. I like the interpretation, sure, but compared to the others, it wasn't my favorite. And Jackie, you know, she did the challenge. Gigi's performance was way worse, way more forced. I don't think Jackie should have been in the bottom at all. Yeah, I 100% agree Except for I did I did like Sherry's look, but that doesn't really reflect on Sherry. That's just more on her designer doing a good job. Because <laughs> everything else about Sherry Pie, I don't like. No, I agree. The outfit to me didn't stand out against the others that I saw. I'm not saying it was bad. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Because that that style like very much like rocker like America. Like I thought that was really interesting. I was like, I, yeah, I liked Sherry's look. It kills me to say it because I, Sherry's such like a dumb person, but um, <laughs> I really enjoyed her look. It, it just sucks that she ruined like the season. Well, the designer's <laughs> work was great. Right. Yeah. Her designer is a really did a really good job this season, and that does not reflect on Sherry. So anyone can pay for a good designer. True. So, um, but yeah, I agree. I think Gigi should have been put in the bottom to kind of give her like a shock because they were talking about her being so cocky and just putting her in the bottom. I don't know if that was enough. Like to me, it just came off so spoiled. Like you will not see me in the bottom again. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, that's cute to say and all, but let's see it. You know, I hate words to a point because eventually you need to show me something. I kind of wonder if that might be the kiss of death for Gigi because and because that's kind of what happened to Widow. Every episode, Widow's like, oh, you don't even know. They have not seen the real Widow. Every time she says that, she's in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, so in the beginning of the episode, and she's like, I got this. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Widow's going to be the bottom again. No. You two are much better at like picking up on the talking heads and predicting the episode than I am. I don't know. I just watched too much Drag Race. <laughs> so uh, at the end of this, uh, Jackie Cox was safe, which I think was deserved. Yes. Her uh, lip sync. Okay. I'll just... It was so funny. Like I was a little worried for her at the beginning because she was doing a little bit too much acting and not lip syncing. Mm-hmm. But, um, but when... You know, they first, when they kicked into that first chorus, she was front and center. She found her light. I mean, it was, she was glowing. Like, it was beautiful. Yeah. Jackie just turned it on. You can feel the energy. She was, you know, like Seth said, started off a little slow, but then she just really, you know, found the energy and went with it and she took off. And you really felt the performance. You know, Widow is a great lip syncer, you can tell, but I think Jackie got one over on her this one. You know, the energy was just right, and Widow was just in her head a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I I felt bad for Widow just because of, like, her critiques and stuff, but you could tell, like, Rue was just, like, kind of... She was trying to give Widow a chance, and I felt like Widow was just basically had reached the point of no return, basically. She'd reached her Nina Bonina Brown. Yeah, She'd given up. And I think with Widow, like, I love watching her lip sync. I think she's a beautiful, like, dancer and a beautiful performer. But it's just, this was kind of Jackie's moment. And Jackie, like, came out and destroyed it. So mm-hmm. there's really not much Widow could have done, I don't think. I don't think so either. And I don't know. It was Jackie just gave us such an emotional performance. And I am not, um, I'm not going to, you know, too masculine or whatever to admit that I I cried during her performance because it was really emotional. Mm-hmm. Just like with with her message that she gave on the runway, her her outfit kind of I felt like she was sort of giving us sort like some of her dancing was to me um interpreted a little bit as tribute to her um to her Middle Eastern yes. heritage. Mm-hmm. And so I it was just really powerful and I mean even uh, even Jeff Goldblum was crying. Yeah, you know, you saw him kind of wiping his tears at the end. So, um, no, it was a really strong performance. I agree. You know, you definitely felt something watching that that performance. I think this lip sync could really go down as one of the best lip syncs in Drag Race history. Yeah, 
I really do. And I just loved how the garment too was moving across the stage and you know, Jackie just turned it on like they were performing. It was definitely one of the most powerful messages I think we've seen in a while on the show, if ever. Like it just it like it made a statement, right? And just especially in the climate that we're in right now politically, like it just it made a statement and it was a good statement. So <laughs> Definitely, definitely. And I and I hope you know, there's lots of, you know, Middle Eastern queens out there that see it and, and uh, feel comfortable with that. I mean, just, you know, the culture in the Middle East with the uh, uh, LGBT community is so rough. And uh, yeah, I just hope this is something that helps the world <laughs> or at least someone. Yeah, it'll connect with someone out there for sure. There's no way it can't. Definitely. All right, Stoney, do you want to update us on our Jantasy League? <laughs> yes, I will do that. Let me pull up the league. <laughs> um, I kind of I sprung, like, this is the end. I kind of, like, <laughs> on, for, on Stoney. I for, kind of forgot what we were doing. <laughs> I already have it pulled up, though. So, all right. So, all right. this week was an interesting week because there has been a surge, a disruptance in the force. <laughs> Uh oh. Um, <laughs> so could in, it be? so with that being said, in last place with two hundred and five points is Seth. Yes. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> dun dun dun. And coming. I had a feeling I'm losing <laughs> teammates so quickly. <laughs> yeah, you're down to one queen now. Like after Widow leaving. Um, Yikes. And then uh, I think uh, Jamal still has three queens. Yeah, Jamal yeah. has. Jada. Still has Haida, Jackie, and Jada. So Heidi, Jackie, J- yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jamal's turn. So the That's surge, right, queens. The disruptions in the force. It was disruptive, but not enough to <laughs> knock me out of first. So I am in first with two hundred and thirty-five points. But I'm still first. Yay. <laughs> yeah, you see that shit. But I'm coming for you. You see, I'm coming Jamal for your edges. It's 10 points behind me at 225 points. That's right. So we're all within like 30 points. Like the difference between first and third right now is 30 points. So it's basically whoever wins is going to like win this thing, basically. Wait, I forgot. Who's the last queen on my team? I know Nikki, Widow, and... Um, you have Crystal. Jan is gone crystal method yeah so just to update everyone crystal yeah so to update everyone i have gg seth has crystal and then jamal has jada jackie and heidi okay i'm feeling okay about this i forgot that i had crystal on my team but i'm happy she's here (laughs) (laughs) yeah we actually want crystal to do pretty well but yeah this is the tables are turning so watch your edges yeah i'm not feeling too confident now with gg i feel like i don't know i just feel like gg I would be sad if Gigi won, honestly. I don't want her to win. Like, I want somebody like Crystal or Heidi to win. I kind of want Jackie to win. I mean, I'd be okay with Jackie winning, too. I just don't think Jackie has not been there so far. I feel like Heidi and Crystal have been, like, the top two in my eyes. Yeah. All right. So, let's go ahead and get into Untucked. Uh, If we are losing you, have a great day. Thanks for coming. Yes. Uh, If not, let's get into Untuck. (laughs) Hey, everybody, we're in Drag Race. (laughs) That's how it feels watching three hours of Drag Race straight. Right? (laughs) You're just wired. I'm just feeling my jantasy. <laughs> All right, you guys. So I, I thought my first bullet point to talk about was, uh, is Gigi finally humbled? Because you see a little bit of that in Untucked. Yeah. And, you know, I think I don't think that Gigi is one of those young queens that are just out here young and wilding and not understanding how she comes off. I do think that there's an understanding there with Gigi, but as a viewer and as a drag race watcher, it's nice to see that come through on screen and see that vocalized by the queen because sometimes like, you know, I've had my moments with Alaska, Thunderfuck. I'm just like, girl, I hope that she's not really like bratty like that or that she understands. And I do think Alaska does, but you know, opportunity, Things like that you don't get to see on the show. So I'm glad we saw that from Gigi. Yeah, I th- I feel like Gigi just got a little cocky there for a couple episodes. 
you know, she was filling her oats. She won like, what, two challenges in a row, had won a previous challenge before that. So she thought, oh, like, here I am. I'm going to give my opinion on everyone and I'm better than everyone. But she's had two weeks in a row where she's been told that she's not very good. So now she's, I think, realizing, oh, shit, like, maybe I should shut my mouth. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And then next, I mean, we kind of talked about this a lot, so maybe we don't need to go into it, but Jackie Cox did talk a little bit more about being Muslim and LGBT, so I thought that was really interesting. Another interesting thing was that, um, so Jackie said that she was not religious, but she's still very proud of her heritage of being middle from the Middle East, mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting I don't know if that if we want to get into a conversation about religion or not, but like for me, I, I'm not. I don't think that I'm very religious, but I'm still, you know, I still am Jewish and I still am proud of my heritage. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Like I don't, I didn't grow up going to like you know the traditional black church and doing all those things, but I, there's still other parts of my culture that I'm very proud of and represent daily. I think, and I've said it before. There's more than one way to be black there's more than one way to be whatever your heritage is so just own that and it's it is what you make it i mean it's it's understandable that jackie isn't religious given you know who she is i feel like a lot of gay people are not religious just based off of you know growing up and being told that you're not worthy in religion mostly on their direct Um, experience with it but for Jackie, it's very real, like her heritage, like religion and heritage go hand in hand, like, like for some people, right? Like in her family, like, you know, religion is part of your daily life. So it makes sense that she's proud of that heritage, because that's how she grew up. But she just isn't specifically like religious in her everyday life, you know? Yeah, right, right. And that's kind of how I am too. Like, I mean, I grew up, I had uh, my bar mitzvah, and I had you know, gone to Sunday school and stuff like that. And, you know, and then once I had my bar mitzvah, my parents were like, well, now, like, really, like, you've had, like, your hair, you know, your your building blocks. So if you want to continue, like, they kind of backed off a little bit, you know, pushing me to go to services and stuff like that. Yeah. And see, everyone's experience is different because we were never forced to go to church. We'd gone to church as children. I had an aunt that was a reverend at one point. And, you know, my dad currently is a deacon. That happened after I graduated high school. But that's not how we grew up at all. Um, My dad grew up that way. But there are other parts outside of religion that make up who I am like there's not just one thing that makes up anybody so I think like Stoney was saying being queer if my relationship with religion or church isn't a positive one it's going to take me a little longer to warm up to the idea so I think there's a lot of that in the community as well right and it got me to thinking too I was like you know just in my experience growing up I just feel like I haven't met a lot of like Middle Eastern LGBT people and it's kind of like a bummer. It was like, it was like kind of bumming me out and I was like, because like, you know, Jackie Cox is like so fun and like, I just want a, you know, a Middle Eastern friend like Jackie Cox as LGBT. Well, listeners, if you fall into this category, we would love to learn more. So reach out to us at TFC pod on Twitter and share your experience if you're open to that. Yeah. Maybe we could do a little interview. Yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for, for real though, yeah, our, our email is tfcpod at gmail.com. So if you fall into that category or if you know somebody that falls into that category that would want to be interviewed, send them our way. We're all about learning. Yes, Queen. That's what we like to do here at TFC Pod. <laughs> yeah, look over there. <laughs> oh, where? Oh, man, I fell for it again. <laughs> So, um, so last kind of topic is just obviously about Widow Von Du kind of giving up and she was just really letting her inner saboteur run wild. Yeah, this was really hard to watch because I'm sure we've all kind of had one of these moments in life at some point where you just, you've really reached the bottom and you just, you can't see a way out and you just know that you're on that chopping block and you're just not sure if you're going to survive or not. And everything was just literally up in the air. And you could see this and the many emotions and, you know, reactions Widow gave us backstage, um, receiving some tidbits from the sisters, but then pushing them away the next second. It was, yeah, we've all been there. It's tough, tough to see. And then also cool, too, was Jackie Cox's, like, moment being like, I just wish I could have been closer to her. 
And I think that's so valid because there's so many times like where I'm like, oh, this person is so cool. And like, I feel like I'm really putting myself out there to try and be their friend and I don't get much back. And so then I usually just kind of give up. But I think Jackie handled it really well and was just like, hey, like, I like you. Like, I wish we were closer. And I thought the widow Von Du was very receptive to that. I thought that was a really cute moment as well. I appreciated that. Yeah, I like that a lot. So I think that kind of brings us to the end of Untucked. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, come back and join us on Thursday. We'll have a mini episode about Drag Race Super Secret Celebrity. Yeah, is there anything else you want to tell the kids, Jamal? Yes, please. Listeners, remember to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to your pod, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Let the people know where you are and what you're listening to, and that way we can all grow and do more fun things together. Thanks for those of you who have been connecting on social media. It's a lot of fun, and welcome to the party. Definitely. So we'll uh, see you guys next week. It's the uh, makeover challenge. I know that is one that Stoney really enjoys. Yes. yes. And I'm super excited because it's like super fans that don't know what's going on. So it's like celebrity drag race. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so come back and join us next week. But uh, until then. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> The shade. Look over there. <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>